Welcome back, everybody. You guys are listening to the Down to the Wire podcast. I'm your host, Brian Costa, and today I have a very special episode for you guys. I've been trying to get this. Uh, I've been trying to get this interview going for a little while now, but we are fine. But I'm finally able to uh, have this have this individual on the show. Uh, so, without any further ado, uh, let me introduce to you uh, Michael Green the Third. Mike, let's have you take it away, man. Um, what's going on? My name is Michael Green the Third. Uh, most of y'all know me. Um, I went to Bryant my first two years. I just transferred to Robert Morris. Played basketball. I'm from the Bronx, New York. Pretty much it. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike. I'm I'm so glad to have you on the show, man. We <laughs> we've been we've kind of had like an open line of communication for the past few months, trying to figure out like a time that works best. I'm so glad uh-huh. I can get you on now before before the end of the semester. And you know, there's going to be a lot of things I'm excited to talk to you about, especially your transfer, all the some of your some of your uh, key moments and, and favorite moments while you were at Bryant and, and as a bulldog, and just some other stuff in general. But uh, but maybe like before, but maybe before we start. Uh, maybe like tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe how you got into basketball when you were younger. Uh, were okay, so yeah. So um, I got into basketball. I started playing ball when I since I was young. Like mm-hmm. since I can remember, young just started playing ball, started yeah. dribbling, just hooping. So and my my dad played basketball along with his dad. So it was just in our gene and in our nature to just hoop and just be hoopers. That's, that's awesome to hear, man. So, so you would definitely say like, so you definitely would like say that your dad and your dad and obviously your grandfather were definitely heavy influences on, 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 you know, uh, on getting into the game. Were there any other individuals, maybe such as maybe like coaches, some teammates, like some friends that really kind of got you into it? Uh, so, yeah. So, age? yeah. So I was playing since I was young and then I would just, like, at first, I wasn't that good, so I didn't really like it. And then the better, like, <laughs> as, as I started to grow, I got better. And then I started to just have fun with it and then just really like it, mainly because I was better than people. And I was just, <laughs> like, it wasn't, <laughs> like, so it was just fun for me. I'm like, oh, I could do this. Like, I'm better than people. And this was just in a little area I was in, so. The order I got, I started to play AAU, started to travel and see and just see my talent against the top people in the in the world and the country, really. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Uh, you know, kind of kind of going off that, you know, you, like so so you know, like eventually so when you started playing basketball, you said like you said it did take some time for you to get going. But then eventually once you kind of did arrive, like you kind of were, you know, above a lot of people. If I mm-hmm. would that kind of be the correct way to put it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was when, so kind of real. Oh, yeah. I'll let you go. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was just gonna say. So I was just like better than the people in my area, like that. I would go play against every yeah. day, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 No. Uh. No. So th- that is actually really interesting to to see because it kind of makes me wonder. You know, at what point, maybe like through like when you were playing, did you realize, hey, like I'm pretty, I'm a lot better than these individuals. I might, I might have a chance to go on and play D1 basketball somewhere and maybe have a chance to really make an impact at a school. When did that thought maybe come to your mind? Was that something that, you, you know, you had when you were younger or maybe like maybe like a coach approached you and, and said like, hey, Mike, like you might be able to really do this thing. Like when did that when did that first moment of saying like, hey, I could play D1 basketball. When did that like start to become a reality to you? Um, so it was it was really just like a dream at first because most of the people from where I'm from don't even 
go D1, don't even go, go away to school and stuff like that and continue to hoop. So it was just like really a dream. But then high school came and I think it was my freshman year of high school. I had a cool, cool season. And then I got moved up to varsity that year. And then my sophomore year of high school was when we won a, we won a championship, the Archdiocesan Championship. And then that's when I knew, like, oh, yeah, I could, I could play with the top people in the city. I could, um, I could be a Division I basketball player for sure. But I was always just under the radar, just not really looked at, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, obviously, once you realized that you started to receive offers, I mean, obviously, obviously, you chose Brian at first. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what other schools maybe like, you know, put out offers to you. I, I don't know if you want to like share some of those. Uh, you, I'll let you kind of go ahead with that. Yeah, so it's crazy. Okay, so my so all throughout high school, I would play AAU, which is like travel hoops. I'll play with New York Gauchos. Yeah. So at the high school, stayed with Mount St. Michael Academy. So I could have played on different AAU teams to get more scholarship offers and stuff like that. But I decided to stay loyal to Gauchos. And I could have went prep school before my senior year of high school, but I decided to stay and just trust the process. So, um, so yeah, I ended up staying and playing. And then coming before my senior year basketball season, I didn't have no scholarship offers. Like, I had interest from a few schools, yeah. like a few schools in the NEC as well. I had interest. And I visited them, went to their school, all of that, visit day school. Didn't they didn't offer me a full ride? They didn't, you feel me? I just had interest. Then before the senior season, that's when Coach Grasso came into the gym and offered me a scholarship. Then like that next week, I had went visit the campus. And then that's when I committed from there. But it was crazy because the same schools that was that I went to visit, like I visited FDU. I took a visit to Manhattan. Mm -hmm. I took a visit to um what else did I take? It was another at Wagner. Wagner. So all of these schools oh, that, was yeah, the, that was in the NEC, they didn't offer me. So it was it was funny when when the season came and we <laughs> played them and then I got rookie of the year, then it was it was crazy. Yeah, so I mean so I mean obviously Coach Grasso had a huge impact in in why you chose Bryant. Uh, you know, you know, once, once you did get here, I, I mean, obviously I, I, I actually, actually, I think it was at your first game. It was, it was against Brown. It was that, it was that really competitive first game of the season uh, came down. It really came down to the wire. I, I kind of plug in the name here a little bit, but uh, it really, it really came down to it. Unfortunately, like, unfortunately, it, unfortunately Brown did go, did take away that game, but I remember you came off the bench in that game to start. So, so you didn't uh -huh. really start off here in the starting lineup. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy because yeah. practice, I was starting with the starting team, all of that. But then mm. before the game, coach came up to me. It was just like, oh, I don't think you should start because, like, the size and stuff like that, stuff like that. So it fueled me for the game. And like, I was just going to come out crazy oh, yeah. just because it was the first home game of the season in front of the crowd. I got to make oh, a yeah. name for myself, man. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I mean, I mean, a hundred percent. And I remember you did come out and you did really kind of, you did really kind of show off, uh, you know, kind of going off the size, has that always been something that something that you've had to work up, work with, with in terms of maybe adversity while playing or, you know, how did that kind of affect you? I'll let you, 
I'll, it seems that you're kind of on the move real quick. So I'll let you kind of take yeah, care of that. But, you know, oh, oh yeah, you're good. So, you know, with it, when it comes to things like size and adversity, I know, I know that's been a, I know that's been a thing that a lot of players have, have said it's something that they've had to deal with, you know, with coach Grasso kind of maybe, uh, maybe kind of originally bringing that up to you. Was that something that, you know, that did kind of impact you? And it, was that something that you always did have to kind of, you know, like work, work against? I mean, yeah, I was used to it because it was just how it was my whole life. And Coach Grasso was basically like, oh, yeah. he don't care about the height, weight, like oh, none of that matter. If you could play, you could play. If you got talent, if you got skill, if you work hard, Absolutely. you could play with anybody. So it was just a chip on my shoulder. Plus, mm-hmm. Coach Grasso gave me the confidence to play. So I just did my thing. Yeah. So what? So I mean, eventually you did get in there and you did prove yourself all over again. Uh, kind of just wondering about that, you know, was there, you know, I mean, obviously you, you had mentioned that, you know, for a while you had, like you had been kind of like, you'd kind of been in a different way, you know, and kind of on a different level from all these people you come to Bryant and in your first couple games, you are coming off the bench. Eventually you do, eventually you do get, eventually you do break your way in the starting lineup and, you know, you, you earn yourself rookie of the year. What was it like kind of having to prove yourself again once you got to Bryant and, and like trying to and trying to show like, hey, I can play here and I deserve to play here. What was it like kind of trying to have trying to have to prove that all over again? I mean, it was it was normal. It wasn't it wasn't big because I always had to prove myself. So first game when coaching started me, I was like, I got to prove myself to show I could start. Simple as that. And I should start. So after that, after the Brown game, um. Next game, we played Ruggers, I believe, and I started that game. And from there on, I started most of the game, like probably 95% of the games for the season. But it's not – it wasn't nothing new. It wasn't surprising. Like, it was – like, that's just regular for me. Like, always got to prove myself. Always okay. got to – you know what I'm saying? No, no, absolutely. Dude, I remember after that – I remember after that game, me and a couple of my roommates – Uh, it was my roommate, Jake. We were coming back, and we – and we were just like, man, that green kid could freaking play. <laughs> Holy crap. And we, we, we were just, uh, we, we were, we, we, we were just, we were just like, man, 2023, it's going to be Mike Green and Benson Lynn and all those guys just making, <laughs> going to be out there doing, making the highlight reel. Obviously, Benson didn't come back. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we were just like, we were just, we were just like, we were like, man, these guys are going to make, are going to make a run. Like these guys are like, when they, and they haven't even hit their peak yet. And it was, it was just awesome to see, like, you know, how, like the impact that the impact that people in our class were having immediately going out there, uh, you know, so, you know, kind of going off that, what were maybe some of your favorite moments, you know, kind of as a Bryant Bulldog, obviously during COVID it became, it became very tough, you know, fans weren't allowed in the stands and, you know, obviously you couldn't play in front of the home crowd that, that you were, that you became really accustomed to your freshman year. So what were kind of some of the, uh, what were some of the, what were some of your, you know, favorite moments, you know? while you were here? Um, I'll say the my the first the first favorite gotta be just the Brown game, my first college career game when it was the, the gym, the excitement, everything was crazy and it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, that place was it, dude, it was dude, that place was <laughs> rocking that night. Yeah. I, I was like I was like I was like I was like this is like I was like this is this college basketball game is sick and then I like went to like some other like some other game like midway through the week and I was like I was I was like oh like people kind of tipped for this yeah. one but then like but then so you had to know when to go and but like you know that first game I won't I will never forget that that was an amazing game everyone was up everyone was cheering for it and literally it just came down to that last play I think it was like an alley-oop kind of near 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 the near the uh, basket 
I remember, I think, I think you or someone else threw threw up an alley-oop and everyone was going nuts Mm -hmm. because like, like at least in my high school, like obviously like, like you had, you had like a couple kids like from like, like our district and our area who could dunk, but you, but you know, it'd be the very safe, like two-handed dunk. Like you'd see it only in blowouts and to get to college and just like watching a game and just seeing guys throw up alley-oops, seeing guys do all the, doing all these incredible plays. It was like, it was like just a wow moment for a lot of, for a lot of us, like in the stands, like people were just going nuts. Just, just seeing that, just seeing that their home team could do that. That was something I, that was something I definitely kind of took away from, from, uh, from that first kind of couple seasons. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was exciting. I know exactly what play you're talking about. It was in the second half when I threw the, through the alley, the hall, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely going crazy. But the second, the second most exciting or the most, Fun game will have to be the the second game right after that when we played against Ruggers, and we lost with the of a buzzer of a buzzer beater shot. Like I had a solid game. Charles went crazy. Um, like he 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 put on that game. Like it was just fun. It was crazy, and we yeah, almost won. No, nah, absolutely. I mean, like you guys had. I mean, you're, you're talking about your alley up to Hall. I've. I, I went. I remember. I was like trying to like. I, I was trying to like do stuff. Uh, you know, going into like this interview and just in general and just watching some of those watching some of those freshman highlights. And you guys just had such a kind of chemistry of like do of the alley oops that you guys did do each other. That was, like, that seemed like a staple play that you guys always like to run. Uh, kind of kind of going off that though. Uh, you know, obviously, obviously the season, the season does come to an end this year and for, you know, it, it was so, I will tell you this, you know, when, uh, when it gets to the Mount St. Mary's game, all the fans had to be on the football field for that game, but I actually uh, snuck in and I don't, I like, you know, where like the, uh, you know, where like the podium is like, where like they do like the press game, like, uh, conference yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. That. so like, it, you know how there's like a little window slit right there <laughs> that looks like the <laughs> gym. So it was after. So I had a night class, and I, I, we're literally just sitting there, like, I'm, and I'm just like, we're all just like, God damn it, uh, like everyone is on their laptops just watching the game while the guys are giving a lecture, and we're, we're just, we're just like, all right, come on, let, like, let's get through this thing. And as soon as it ends, I, I know I'm not gonna make it to the basketball court in time, so I run to that area, and I'm just watching through through this little slit in the wall, and I'm just like, and like I was just like, come on, guys, because the entire gym is empty, it's all this stuff, and I was just like, uh, you know. That was a, you know, that was a very hard, hard fought game by you guys. I remember Charles, like Charles, I didn't realize he could shoot like that. That was actually insane. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, kind of going, kind of, you know, you know, you guys, you guys did come one game short of a tourney run, you know, it was a tough loss, but, you know, kind of, but kind of being able to play with those group of guys, what, what did that mean to you? Like being able to play with those guys and, and, and get so close. Like, that. <laughs> I mean, it was cool. It was cool. I learned a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Like that that's that's all I really got with playing with, with that team. It was cool. I learned a lot. Some of them is my my brothers that I'm gonna have for life. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you guys, I mean, it was a it was a very fun team to watch this year. I wish that you know, we could have definitely I wish we could have gone to a lot more games. I mean, I, I was able to, you know, finesse my way in a little bit through the sports network, but not as much as I had wanted to. Uh, but you know, you guys were just a, you guys were a very, very talented team this year. Uh, you know, and just and the program in general seems to be on a the program ever since you guys came and ever since this class came does seem to be on an upswing. And regardless of what happens, I think that the program is going to be in a better spot. 
Uh, but you know, kind of looking looking at things now, you did you actually did recently enter the transfer portal as we were t- talking about at the beginning of this episode. Uh, you know, I recently spoke with Adam Alita, who entered the transfer portal and is coming here from uh, from Northern Kentucky. Uh, he gave his some of his reasons to do it. Uh, you know, kind of going off kind of going off uh you know the success that you've had here and some of the uh and you know all the uh all the attributes and you know all the accolades that you've that you've kind of gotten here so far what kind of what kind of made you made, made you think okay i think i want to enter the transfer portal and kind of see what and kind of see what i can do um it was really it was really just <laughs> it was just a lot that was going on internally with the team okay. And, and stuff like that, like in the locker room and stuff. And, and then it was like, besides that, it was just me wanting to test my talent and knowing that I could play. Absolutely. Like yeah. somewhere higher and knowing that, like, yeah. No, absolutely, man. And I think, and I think being able to prove, I think being able to prove that is definitely something that, you know, is, is, is key. I think that, I think that you definitely have the skill to prove it at whatever program you're in. I saw some of those offers of school of schools you were going to, obviously Robert Morris, which is the school that you selected. I saw Elon on there. I saw Minnesota Uh, when, when the news first came out and like, I, and like, you know, like, I think you were posting like a bunch of uh, like a bunch of like, you know, like NCAA kind of like news things on like your Instagram story. So I was checking some of those out. And I saw someone underneath, underneath said, underneath said, yo, this guy should go to West Virginia. And I, I was like, bro, if he goes to West Virginia, I'm going to have to tell him about how crazy Morgantown could get. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're a big football fan, but uh, if, do you know about the Pat McAfee show by any chance? Yeah. 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 yeah so, yeah. So he's, so for, so if you, so to, for anyone who doesn't know about that, he was a, he was a punter uh, who played for the, for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he also, uh, and he went to college at West Virginia in like 2005 to like two th- or like 2005 to whenever. And he, he always talks about West Virginia and about it just being this insane kind of party place where, you know, you wouldn't expect it, but it's just in the middle of nowhere and people just are insane out there. And, and people were, yeah. and, and I saw this one comment of, of like, Oh, he should go to West Virginia. And I was like, if he goes to West Virginia, I have to tell him about Morgantown. And I'm just like, I'm just like, man, be careful. <laughs> because that place can get wild so i was like right right so, so i was like so i was like oh shoot and then i also saw a, i also saw a big 10 school like on there like minnesota i was like i was like wow like minnesota that's an insane school too uh you know i was looking at a bunch of the schools and you know I've, obviously you said it on robert morris what kind of made you think that what or you know maybe in your mind what you know what was what what made you say that robert morris is the school for me what what you know was it the coaches there what what kind of made you say this is where i want to be um so during the transfer process, my last two schools were St. Bonaventure and Robert Morris. Mm. Those are my final two. Oh, yeah. Um, but I basically chose Robert Morris, one, because I was looking to play somewhere higher. So if you look oh, at yeah. the, all the if you look at all the 32 Division One basketball leagues, yeah, the and NEC I, is. The oh, NEC yeah, no, I, is. Oh yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I was about to say, I, I definitely need a need, need kind of a need to be educated on this. Cause like, I just, I hear D one and like, I, and then I, then it's like D one, a D one, a three. And it's like, it's, it's like, it like, it's just like gibberish to me. So, and I think to a lot of other people too. So I, I think this could definitely benefit a lot of people. Like, so where does, you know, Robert Morris's league uh-huh. kind of stand with, I, I believe they're the horizon league. Uh-huh. Yeah. So where does so, the horizon league maybe stand with like the NEC? Right. So, the NEC is the is 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 the 29th league out of the 
all 32 mm. divisions. They're ranked 29th. Okay. While the Horizon League is um, the 17th. You know oh, I mean? wow. So, Holy so it was a, it was just a big jump, and just knowing that I could could play at that level, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> just knowing that like like it's the right fit for me with the from oh, the coaching absolutely. staff to just going to a new area would be good and and knowing like we got some we got good players coming and there's good players there oh, and yeah. it was we just I feel like they needed a few more people a few more changes that could bring them to to where they need to be in the horizon league and I definitely think we got that out no absolutely man uh you know actually something i saw i don't know what the i don't i i apologize for the, for this but i do not know how to pronounce uh like i think he's the assistant coach there i think it's like mike like illusioni or like something mm-hmm. like that I, I unfortunately i just can't pronounce the name correctly right i, I realize this i think i'm pretty sure his son just, just Ooh, what's that he's coming to brian mm-hmm. i'm just like i was like i was like i was like wow like that is kind of a interesting turn of events yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like, that. Uh, I was like, that might be some, I was like, I was like, I have a chance to, if I have a chance to talk to him. I'm just going to gonna be like, uh, so I'm going to be like, so what's that like? <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, no, so, yeah. So I found that to be very interesting. I was like, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, man, what are the odds? Like small world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that is crazy. His son did commit to, to Brian. I did see that as well. Yeah. So I saw that kind of going on all of the, uh, on, you know, all of the, uh, you know, Brian, Barstool, Bryant pages and stuff like that. Uh, it is going to be very interesting. I wish you the best of luck at what you can do at Robert Morris. Uh, Appreciate but, you. Yeah, I I hope I hope you tear it up on the court, man. I wish you the absolute best. Obviously, you know I think it's in like Western Pennsylvania, if I if if I'm wrong. So the weather is still going to be kind of brutal from what I've seen. So be aware of that. Just bring a jacket. Uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. so yeah, I would just I would just bring your uh, your Smithfield apparel. Uh, but you know, uh, but you know, kind of you know, in general, in basketball terms, uh, you know, like you know, you've obviously kind of, obviously you talk about playing with a chip on your shoulder, other, other instances like that, you know, were there any other, you know, maybe big obstacles that you had to face in your career, maybe like an injury or like a coach kind of like, to, or like maybe a coach, was there anything that you ever really had to face in terms of adversity? And if so, like, did, how did you overcome it? Um, I mean, of course I had to face adversity where mm-hmm. people not thinking I'm good enough to be certain places and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And I just, just fought in my hard work, just proving them wrong, just knowing, just knowing what I could do. And um, I haven't faced no injuries. That's, God, well, that's willingly, good. God willingly, right. I haven't well, faced yeah, no. I'm, I'm knock on wood. I do. I, I wish you the best of health as well. Cause I was talking right. with my, I was talking with, uh, I, I do, I do like all, I do like a bunch of sports on the show. And I was talking with one of my buddies, uh, Steve Mushroom. He's, he used, he was a wrestler back in high school and he taught and, and he, and he, and he was, and he was saying to me, oh, I didn't have like that many injuries in high school. I'm just like, I'm just like, Oh, we'll name a couple. And he's, he's just like, Oh, well, my teammates broke my ribs. I broke some fingers. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like, and you're saying like, I'm like, I'm, and you're saying like you were pretty injury free, and he, he's just like, he's like, I mean, I mean, it could have been worse. I'm like, right. like, but I'm just like, I don't know about that. So I, it is good to hear that that you've had that you've been that you've been fairly healthy. I hope that stays that way because you know, obviously, when you're on the court, that explosiveness that you have is something that is something that is a signature of your game, and I hope I hope that you keep that. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. oh, go yeah, ahead. I, I was gonna I was gonna add one more thing to just about um just a little adversity, just having to deal with adversity. And I feel like um, I didn't really have to deal with any off the court adversity until um, just this past season. It was just, yeah, it just, it just, um, 
with COVID? It taught me a lot. I learned a lot. And um no, yeah, it was it was it was different and it was it was it was it was, it was I was crazy. Yeah. I would man. say it was crazy. I feel like it was it was a lot of stuff unnecessary, but it helped me. It helped me a lot because now I know what to do next time. Something like you feel me, like it just helped me a lot. Yeah, well, just in life in general as well. Yeah, well, hopefully with a COVID in general, there isn't there isn't a next time in our lifetime with something like that. Uh, but you know, with but with kind of going off that, uh, you know, you know, you know, before COVID and 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 all that stuff. Anyways, I asked this to uh, to Adam Alita, who, came, who who's coming here next year. Uh, you know, what was kind of maybe the the commitment of a D one athlete before COVID, and then obviously after COVID, once that happened, it became this completely different world uh, he was telling me about some of his experiences there i know for i know you guys had to quarantine and do a, a bunch of like we barely even saw you guys on campus you know for yeah. a lot of it so what was kind of the what was kind of the commitments that you guys were kind of forced to i did you guys have to live in a bubble light or something or like you know, no 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 so so we we um we lived on campus I, like us as a team the basketball team we did good until i said the last two months last two months like we was good the whole season. Last two months come, we had we had to go in and out of quarantine probably about four or five times. I saw that. But just but um the whole COVID thing, it 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 did really affect a lot because say for someone like me, like coming into college. Oh yeah. Like it was I had a big jump coming into college. Like I got to really lift weights and grind how a, a division one player is supposed to grind. Like it was my first time lifting when I first went yeah. to, when I first got into college you know what I'm saying as a freshman so that was a big jump being in the gym you know what I'm saying and, and then just oh, increasing my work ethic towards the end of the season and then sophomore season I'm seeing it as like oh yeah I'm about to have a crazy jump boom COVID hit can't have a real off season just had to do as like as best as you could can't really get in certain places and I feel like that's why I had the season I had this year and um I feel like yeah, that that affected me a lot. But following years, hopefully, once this COVID situation all end, we getting vaccines now. So oh yeah, we're chilling. So we so we're supposed to be done. But I'm gonna have a tremendous jump and right. yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, no. With that, I mean, you know, what are some things that you hope? You know, what are some things that you hope to be able to maybe do this summer that you weren't able to kind of do last summer in terms of in terms of getting that jump? What are some things that you look forward to being able to being able to do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just just being in the gym every day, weight room every day, doing both of those twice a day. But I couldn't really do that last last oh, um, yeah. off season. Nah. And then it's like not just sharpening my tools, but adding stuff to my bag is essential. It's 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 gonna it's gonna help a lot. And I yeah, I already got stuff planned out with certain people, certain trainers, certain so. Yeah. If there was one thing that about your game that maybe you want to really focus in on this off season, what would that, what would that one thing probably be for you? Just one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can, you can, you can list a couple. I'll, okay. I'll give you, I'll give you two main ones. Two main okay. ones. Yeah. So first one, I'll say, I'll say strength and just okay. being, just being, just being able to, to be stronger mm-hmm. and like because strength is not just like how your body looks it's also like how you can maintain throughout the whole game Absolutely. and how efficient you become just like throughout the whole season because you're stronger so it, it helps you throughout the whole the whole season you know what i'm saying so yeah but i definitely say strength 
And we're talking about on the court, like skill wise, I say like shooting off the dribble. I say shooting okay. off the dribble, like shooting. Yeah. Shooting like threes off the dribble was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you this, man, 100%. The thing you got to just remember this. You know, well, the physical strength is always something that that's there, but you know, it doesn't matter how much physical strength you have. Just always, just re- always, just remember, just to be meant to as me- mentally, just be a warrior, just keep grinding out there. That that's the that's the thing that you always just got to focus on. It seems that you already have that down pat. So when with the physical strength coming along, it seems that that is only going to get heightened. Uh, but you know, uh, some other stuff in general that I wanted to talk about is that you know, you know, with going to Robert Morris. Uh, what are some possible goals that you have for yourself? You know, where, you know, you know, throughout, you know, with the, I don't know if, is it three years or two years that you have left of eligibility? Yeah, I got three. Okay. You got three years left. So in those three years, what are some things that you're hoping that you can achieve? Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say hoping. I, I feel like I am like I manifest that I talk into existence everywhere because I'm big on making your mark wherever you go. Like in high school, I left my mark with, thousand points got a championship got banners like at Bryan I left my mark with rookie of the year broke a couple records first school to go to the division one NC NEC championship Absolutely. game like you feel me so I feel like I just leave me a mark is essential so Best coming in Robert Morris I'm just planning on definitely just winning the horizon league like that's number one like just winning 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 that's that's number one and just being with a good group of guys who care about winning as much as as much as anything else on the court. And what else is a main goal of mine? Just <clears throat> I'm not really into the like I was never into all the personal accolades. It was more of just like I, I respect that so much. Like like as as as, as as someone who formerly played like if I could just win, like I I wanted to win always so bad. Like that was something that always like pushed me. Now, yes, because I see it as like if we have fun and we all know we're going to rock with each other and fight for each other, then we're going we gonna to not just win, but we're going like, to we like win a championship. Like we're going to do big things like we're going to shock the world together. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, so, yeah, I just I just feel like. So so you would I mean, I would also probably say, you know, having a shot to pros, having a shot to break into the tourney would, would also be something that you, you'd, you'd hope to do as well, I'm assuming. Yeah. So so like winning the Horizon League and winning a couple games in the tourney, seeing as far as we could go, like all of that is part of the part of the goal, part of the plan. And that's that's what's going to happen. Absolutely, man. I I wish you the best of luck in doing that. Uh, but, you know, before we before we maybe talk a little NBA and go and talk a little stuff going on there. Uh, with, with, you know, eventually, you know, no matter how far you make it, no matter how far, you know, things go, I said, I was talking, I, I talked to a lot of people about this, you know, when it's all said and done and, you know, you do, and you do, you know, hang up and you do kind of hang it up for the final time. What is, what would, what would be the next chapter for you? I don't know if you've thought about that yet. I don't know if like, if it would be coaching or if it would be maybe, you know, getting into the game in other areas. What, what is something that you would maybe, it, it could even be a dream kind of job. Like what is something that you would really want to be maybe try to pursue after basketball um yeah so once the ball stopped bouncing um hopefully I'm old in my 40s but um absolutely but um like I plan on like just opening a business like I'm big on like swag and sneakers and clothes and stuff like that so I plan on really opening a 
store that will serve the fire trip. You feel me? Good shirts, good sneakers, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm big on just opening business and investing and stuff like that. Yeah, we I th- I think we had a we had an athlete from our high school do a do a very similar thing. Forget it's it's actually a very like it's like a very popular company. His name's uh, Raheem Lewis. He uh he he went and he opened up a company uh like at Cape like on Cape Cod. I and I am blanking on the name right now. I feel so bad about it, but you know that but that was but that after high school after high school he was he was like a star basketball player for us football as well. And you know when it was all said and done for him, that was something that he did. So. Uh, you know, if you could like, that would be something really interesting for you to pursue, you know, selling that kind of merch, like doing all that stuff. Is there anything in particular, would it maybe be shoes? Would it be like shirts? Is there like anything, you know, along that line? Or would it be maybe just a collection of any, of everything? No, yeah, it would be, it would be sneakers, shoe, it would be like sneakers, shoes, sandals, shirts, shorts, oh, yeah. all of that. It would, I feel like I'm, it will also have my own brand in there as well. Mm-hmm. All of that, yeah. I can already see it. Oh yeah. So you know, kind of. So uh, obviously, that was obviously very insightful. I am very. I I I hope that I can be purchasing some of that someday. Uh, you know, but you know, you know, and it's obviously great to be able to talk to you about you know about you know where you're going in your career, where everything is going. I wish you, once again, I wish you the best of luck at Robert Morris. I think you're gonna kill it there. And Appreciate you know, you, I I think those guys like they don't know they don't know what's coming just yet like maybe 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 a couple of their maybe a couple of the fan accounts have post have posted and it's just like oh like here's just some guy coming in but but it's like not they don't know what what's coming what's coming to west uh to west pennsylvania that's fine so so, so dude they're gonna dude 100 percent no i mean i mean dude i I mean not only did i did i uh, see on the court i think i i think we also had a class together i think you were in dooley's class with me <laughs> so i mean so i mean i've seen so i've seen you both on and off the court i've been able yeah. to see i've been able to see you kind of do your own thing uh and you know obviously it is obviously it's awesome i think you're a great guy i think that you're going to like once again kill it out there uh but you know frankly uh you know while i got you here i i'd have to say that you're probably all you know being a being a huge basketball you know fan uh you want to talk some nba we can do it. We can do it. We can do it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the, you know, one of the big things that, you know, people have talked about on this show, I, I would have to agree with this, but, uh, oh yeah. And, and another thing too, before, I mean, I'll bring this up in part of the segment, but, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony just recently, uh, just recently, uh, you know, he recently earned himself on to number 10 in the all-time scoring list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he's now there. With all the accolades that he has, obviously he obviously a championship still eludes him. A, a lot of things, you know, still elude him. You know, I mean, being from New York, you, I, I, I mean, it's possible you have a bias. What, who, who were you a fan of growing up? So growing up, I was a big fan of Dwayne Wade. Like Dwayne Wade, growing up, I was a big fan of him. I was a big fan of Allen Iverson. I was a big fan of LeBron. I feel like. You either gonna love or hate LeBron to this day. Still, you either gonna love or hate him. There's no in between. Oh yeah, but, nah. I mean, you know, going off that, was there like a team that you were a fan of too? See, or, it was or, it was definitely me. It was it was more players than a team because I would really just be watching it to see certain people's moves. Like absolutely from high, like my whole high school, I was big on Kemba Kemba Walker just because. <laughs> He, just because he's from the Bronx as well, oh, yeah. Bronx, and like he he made it out like he's a goat in the city. And from mm-hmm. in New York, he's a he's 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 the man. So, 
Well, dude, like, I, everyone in Boston loves him now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, mean, I feel like, I don't know. The boss, I don't know. I don't know about his situation in Boston. I know he just had a good game the other yeah. day, but I don't know how it is in Boston. I don't know if he's just injured or he can't play his game, but. I don't know what it is. I I mean, you know, I mean, you know, he's a, you know, he's an explosive guard who's had, you know, who unfortunately has had knee injuries. And it's just like the one area of your game where, where like, where it matters, like that is the one spot that you just want, that you just want to avoid, you know, having some issues with the ACL is actually something that you can come back from, you know, a lot easier than, than people would think. I mean, you know, it, obviously it's a very, obviously it takes a lot of rehab, but you know, my friend now, uh, John, uh, you know, he, he's played football and he, he plays division three. Uh, he, he's tore his ACL, you know, and I think it's in the same knee now twice, but you know, it's the type of injury that, you know, like once you get it back, you're in, you're in a pretty good spot. So obviously I, that's not his issue. He has like a lot of cartilage issues. I don't, not too sure what's going on with him there. Uh, but you know, obviously I hope he can come back, but you know, maybe going off this now, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony, uh, you know, I was mentioning it for being from the Bronx. We were talking about him getting onto that all time list. Uh, would you consider him to be a hall of famer? For sure, for sure. I mean, that's I mean, not like, even a question. Melo's no, definitely a Hall of Famer. No, he, no. So here's the thing. I 100% with you. I I would say 100%. Like all the respect goes to Carmelo. I would. There's not even a doubt in my mind. But you know, I hear a lot of people. A lot of people say like, and it's it's ludicrous to me. But I hear a lot of people say like, oh, you never could win the championship. He's never had a lot of playoff success. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, it's also not. That, it, uh, yeah. The cha- that I mean. So look, the cha- I feel like the championship conversation only matters when you're talking about two, like when you're comparing two greats like LeBron, Kobe, or like LeBron, Jordan, like something like that is where the championship conversation matters because they're both so great yeah. to the point where only thing you can compare is winning. Yeah, I feel like Melo's situation, it's about like, you can't blame him for not having a championship. It's about the team you're on. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, No, and the thing too like, is, yeah, Adam Iverson, people like them, they hold a famous uh, for sure. A hundred percent. I, I I agree with you. The other thing I say to people when when they try to when they try to question that too is I'm is I'm all is I'm also just like, it's also called the basketball Hall of Fame, not the NBA Hall of Fame. So it's about what you've done in your basketball career. And mm-hmm. you think you think about what he did at Syracuse. I was Syracuse. Gonna, yeah, mm-hmm. what he did at Syracuse. What you know how clutch he's always been in, in on mm-hmm. those Olympic teams with us. You know all the gold medals he's won. I mean, you think about what he's been able to what he was able to accomplish there. And frankly, I think anyone who anyone who makes the argument of, of like, oh no, he's not a Hall of Famer. He never had like the playoff success. I, I they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> they, they, they don't. They don't even pay the attention, bro. They do not like those type of like. It's certain people I could talk to basketball about, and certain people I can't like. <laughs> because like I'm not gonna say I argue with somebody who knows nothing about the game, who knows nothing about exactly how no. hard it is to do what Melo did, especially in New York. is it's unbelievable in New York. Yeah, kind of going off that too. Uh, you know, with with Mello, you know, obviously, obviously he played at Syracuse. I I did mention I did want to mention this. You guys actually did play Syracuse this year, and you know, got, you guys put up a very good game against them. Uh, what was it? I mean, you know, obviously you guys played against a uh, buddy. Uh, you know, what was it like being able to play against like all those guys out there and really play, really play against a big school like those guys? I forgot, I did forget to mention that during during the uh, during the part about you, you're kind of playing and stuff. No, yeah, for sure. But it was um I feel like it was a good experience for me. Um it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Just always being an underdog in a game like that where you're not supposed to even be close. Oh it's yeah. Always fun. It's always fun. Um we would have won that game if one if one shot would have fell, one, two shots would have fell, we would have won that game. But 
and that would have been insane <laughs> yeah that would have changed everything <laughs> oh for sure uh but you know also but you know while we're staying uh you know on mellow on new york uh, the New York Knicks, who, you know, you know, they were my, my dad. My dad grew up in Long Island, so he was a big Knicks fan growing up. Loved Pat mm-hmm. Ewing, loved all those guys. He was actually at the draft when Pat Ewing got selected. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, so he was actually at a lot of things. I mean, you know, I, I, I've asked him a lot of times, hey, did you see Stern, like, dent that envelope and, and kind of force a lot of that stuff going on? Uh, but, you know, when it comes to when it when it comes to the Knicks making the playoffs, they've, it's the first time since 2013. I remember when they made it in 2013, they knocked the Celtics out. And mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember where I was. I was like at I was I was at this local like uh, dinner place, uh, you know, like the town over from us. Just like everyone's just watching the game. And, and we were seriously just like we were seriously just like, man, like Carmelo Anthony right now is seriously going to knock us out of the playoffs. You know, <laughs> kidding me. And, like, like we were so mad because I think I think that was like the last year possibly of Pierce and those guys. But I could be wrong. Uh, and we were just seeing this happen and we, and we, we everyone was just like so upset, uh, you know, kind of seeing, you, you know, New York, like obviously the Nets who, who are a super team to get to there. I mean, frankly, they're the 2021 NBA champs. Congrats. Congrats, you guys. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, seeing uh, the Knicks also make a run at it as well. Uh, you know, you know, like, you know, is like, what are your thoughts on seeing, you know, on seeing, you know, New York basketball finally kind of getting back into the playoffs and making a run there? Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting, you know, but I mean, it's hard. It's hard in New York. Like, I don't I understand why they've been having the years they had years before. Oh, yeah. Like, it was the t- like, it was just hard. And not a lot of players are willing to come to New York as well. Like, yeah. it's a lot of pressure. Not a lot of players is willing to come to the Knicks. Yeah. Well, the other play, but you yeah. see with Julius Randle leading them, D Rose. A, I'm so I'm so oh, freaking happy for D Rose too. Mm-hmm. With a that, whole bunch that, of young squad. That redemption story is awesome. It's awesome yeah, to yeah. see ha- him have that success. I mean, after all he's been through to finally be on a team where he's really making a difference. That is that that's just awesome to see. You know, uh, he, yeah. he's different. Derrick Rose is different. He's a different man. His 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 mental strength is ridiculous. His he's different. He's different. No, Not a lot of people would survive what he's been through. I mean, you, you, I mean, you see him go out for 50 plus points when he was back with the Timberwolves. So mm-hmm. like he, he proves he's proven like time and time again that, you know, when he wants it, he can go and get it. It's just that it's just, you know, trying to it's just trying to battle. The, try, basically, he's battling his own body at this point, which is crazy. Yeah, and being consistent. But he he's been solid this year since he's been yeah, with the Knicks. He's been he solid. Has. I think yeah. the Knicks is like 22, 21 and eight with him since they got the role. So, wow, that is he awesome done, to see. He done, he done helped them a lot. I can't wait to see him back in the playoffs, man. I cannot wait to see him back in the playoffs. Uh, you know, but I'm trying to think, you know, going off, kind of going off that. Oh, yeah. The other thing, too, about the Knicks that, they, they, man, they just got to get Dolan out of there. That guy is a cancer. Yeah. <laughs> that guy sucks. <laughs> I mean, you know, you want to talk about someone who, who, you know, completely alienates a fan base. You know, you know, I – you, do you remember during the during the March Madness tournament where or Pat or like like beforehand Pat Ewan was trying to get into the garden and like like the security guards the security guards literally, literally said like yeah oh, so, sorry sir we don't recognize you we need you to so, show ID I'm, I'm just like dude it's Pat freaking Ewing yeah exactly exactly and, and, and also how many how many other seven foot tall guys are are, are are you seeing walk through that building every day right 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 like, like you'd think you'd think you'd at least like you'd at least pause and, and just be like oh like like you know for for a guy trying to sneak in here he isn't being too subtle exactly exactly <laughs> 
like exactly no like so he obviously obviously there was also the incident with charles oakley where he you know was getting pulled out of there like like it was like, like he was in like a bar fight uh spike lee has dealt with like enough bs from them as well like uh-huh. the, like the amount of like i mean like that is like I mean, you know, obviously I'm a Celtics fan, but I have so much sympathy to the Knicks and I'm just like, they got to get Dolan the hell out of there. <laughs> they really do. I don't, I don't really got a lot to say on that. I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that one. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, kind of going off some other stuff too, I'll, 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 uh, you know, another subject in NBA that I did want to touch on, uh, you know, you know, a big, a big, kind of a big kind of, you know, drama so far has been the idea of the NBA playing tournament, uh, are you kind of aware of that that whole situation yeah 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 yeah, yeah so sure. yeah so they're kind of having like the lower seeds kind of play in uh-huh. to decide decide who gets in and you know something i saw recently was uh lebron originally w- when the idea came out he 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 was very for it and, and, and he right 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 right, and, right. he was like and he, he, that's he, bullshit he, but now he's about to be in the oh, yeah, conversation no, he, <laughs> no, he, he, he was he was going he was going oh like this is some really good thing this is a really interesting thing for the game of basketball and the this the nba this is a great idea for the nba and then and then when he's you know the sixth team in the west he, he's just gone man i don't want to be a part of this yeah yeah <laughs> LeBron, I feel like LeBron's going to handle it. He's going to figure it out. He's Oh, yeah, no. He'll his, figure it his, out. Yeah, like, that's LeBron James. Like, his body is the way it is now, but he'll figure out management. I mean, yeah. manage it, and yeah, he got enough money to get the best doctors in the world. So Oh, yeah. I forget. I forget. There was a stat. I forget how much LeBron, like – like he spends like millions and millions of dollars on like care for his body, like every mm-hmm. single off season. It was, it was some insane metric. I, I I'd have to look it up, but it was, it was astronomical how much, how much he spends on like, on like care for himself. Uh, but before we kind of do get into like LeBron's body and the state of it, uh, what are your thoughts personally on the play in tournament? Um, I feel like it's, do you like it or, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, I, me being an underdog and not being up there, my, like, you feel me? My whole life, I'm yeah. used to it. So I'm going to say, yeah, I like it. Like, give him a chance to, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's also like, the like what you've done the whole season doesn't qualify enough for you to make the playoffs. So it's, yeah, it should even have a chance. That is the problem. It's the, it's the idea of like security and all that stuff that I think is causing a lot of people problems. But what I am seeing is like, you know, frankly, here's the thing. I, I think it, I like the idea of it for basketball. And I think what I've been seeing a lot of is like the, is the fans of the fans of teams and even players on teams that are, you know, possibly in that situation. They're the ones that are, that are very vocally kind of against it saying, Hey, Hey, this is, this is wrong for basketball. We shouldn't have this, but frankly, here's the thing. Like, you know, I saw the way that the Boston Celtics were playing this year and there were times where they were really just pissing me off. And, you know, as a Celtics fan, like they were just really angering me. And frankly, if they if they had fallen off anymore and they had gotten that playing tournament and they and they managed to find a way to lose, I would have I honestly I honestly would have said you know like like you know what you you did that to yourself like you had a chance to make an to make an impact and play in there and the right. fact that you, and the fact that you blew in the way you did, you, you don't deserve to be in the blast. <laughs> right, right. But you know, uh, but you know, you were talking about uh, LeBron and you know kind of in his body and kind of you know keeping himself in shape he did recently come out and he's, and he said, you know, after this recent high ankle sprain that he suffered, it's very unlikely he's going to get back to hundred percent in, in his career. And even he, I mean, he was the one who came out and, and clarified that, which was crazy to a lot of people. Do you yeah. think that he'll, do you think he'll ever be able to get back or, you know, what do you think? I think he'll definitely be able to get back to do what he needs to do to go to the championship. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be like 
I don't think it's gonna be him and him in Miami where where he's like yeah catching looks. yeah yeah like, that's not that's not the case. I, he's definitely not gonna be that type of player. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> he's definitely wow. still gonna be the best player in the league. Still do what he do and still dominate the game in so many different ways. Yeah, dude. When LeBron was in Miami, I, I mean, I'll, I'll get back to that in a sec. But when LeBron was in Miami and he was like really leaned out like that. That's when I. That's when LeBron James as a basketball player was the most intriguing to me, just because of like, like obviously now he he's built more like a power forward. Like he isn't like he's not bulky and he's not like big, but he's just gained a lot of muscle, which you know for him has worked itself out. But man, when he was like kind of lean like that and he was like just gliding in Miami, it was it was like like that was it, it was insane. Uh, but but you know, kind of, but now kind of looking at it now, uh, you know, I saw Jay Williams and he's on ESPN came out came out and he and he's and he and he was like he was like Michael never said any of that like this is something like this is kind of concerning like why are you letting people know that uh that you're injured like this and like why, yeah. why are you giving people like that a leg up but I mean then then again he might be doing it and then you know he comes out and he just scorches them all uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so right, I, mean, right. I mean you know he is like what 36 37 now so I mean he's he's up there in age but I mean you know you know, I mean, he is kind of just a physical specimen. He will, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I mean, you, you talk about speaking, you've talked about speaking things into existence. He's going to play with his son in the NBA. It's just, it's just bound to happen. I mean, mm. you know, I, I mean, I saw the thing that it was originally. It's a bold statement. That's a, no I, no, I definitely think, I definitely think LeBron got at least five more years in at least. Oh yeah. No, I mean, yeah. He's, I feel like even when he can't still jump his high and be as athletic, he's still going to just, be the point guard out there and still shoot from deep and still, oh, he's still facilitate gonna, I mean, the way he does. I mean, that shot developed amazing over the, over the years. I yeah, mean, he's really got he's really gotten good with it. Uh, but you know, the other thing too, I'm trying to figure out is you know, you know about what was I what was I thinking about with LeBron? You know, just in general. I mean, you know, I, oh, the thing about his son and playing with him. I, what I was going to mention about that is, I think when he originally signed with LA, like with all the opt outs and stuff, it gave him like I think like the original deal expired. I don't know what it is now, but I'm pretty sure the original deal, like it either allowed him to opt out or expire like the year his son entered the NBA. So I so everyone was just saying, uh, like saying like, Oh, 42, 42 year old LeBron is just going to go to whatever team drafts his son. And that's just, and that's going to be that story. Like, like he wants, he wants to get the Ken Griffey junior, Ken Griffey senior kind of, kind of thing where, where they play together on the same team. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know about that, but you know, when they played on the same team together, they hit back to back home runs. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean like like you know that's just something that i feel like lebron is just would def would death uh really not desperately want to but you know just really kind of want to do at this point in his career uh but you know that would be that is something very interesting to see too uh you know you were talking about you know his shot developing and stuff like that before we do go down to the wire and kind of wrap this thing up uh you know you know you're talking about a shot developing you know someone who i wonder you know as long as the shot there i you know how long can he play? And that's Steph Curry. I mean, you know, <laughs> obviously, obviously Curry, you know, he does rely on, on some explosiveness down the paint, you know, before his shot was before he was known for his signature, you know, three point shot, he had an amazing floater down low. That was always money. Uh, but, you know, kind of going into it, you know, you know, is there going to be a limit? Do you think on, on Steph Curry, like, you know, how long can this guy keep it going with the, with the shot he has? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's yeah. insane. Right. And he's shooting like, the lowest like he's shooting like threes which is the furthest on the court you know what i'm saying it's not like he's just oh yeah like zion just getting to the basket every time and just playing people dunking on people this is so he's gonna get hurt no he's shooting threes like yeah, he's been absolutely. injured his whole career with his ankles and stuff but he's still been man he's still been able to shoot the ball like 
Yeah. So it is, I don't know. I couldn't tell you how long Steph is going to be doing that for. It's wild. Uh, and before, and actually before we do finally kind of go over an analysis of everything we talked about, uh, I, I spoke with Adam about this when I had him on the show, what would, who is your pick right now for, for MVP? MVP? Yeah. <laughs> I did just see Jokic just. He said Jokic Knicks. as well. Yeah. Dude, do the Knicks says, filthy. Like, what was it? Was it last night? I think it was last night. I'd have he to just... take a look. I mean, you know, there have been there have been a lot Dude, of people talking about it. The Knicks had twenty four in the first quarter, like, like he was like he was going crazy. Um, is he the? Mm, I don't know. I think Jokic is what I got right now because beginning of the season, Harden was going crazy, but Harden got injured. Yeah, yeah. Jokic, uh, Jokic had thirty two, twelve, and six. <laughs> yeah, effortlessly too. Like he had twenty four in the first quarter. To the make, it was about twenty five in the first. Like, Jeez, it was it was yeah. crazy. Now nah, the guy is the guy is a monster. So, you know, I I could definitely see him getting it. I I mean, I remember at the start of the season, I think you know, had LeBron not get in gotten injured, I think a lot of people were trying to speak it into existence of you know trying to get him another MVP on his on his resume before he you know before he had that injury. Uh, you know, uh, Embiid was another guy they were trying to really kind of maybe Embiid Embiid was hooping. but I feel like LeBron like it's different with LeBron like. Yeah. LeBron should have way more MVPs than he has now. I feel like yeah. LeBron James is a MVP every year. There's not one player you're taking over LeBron James since like <laughs> every year. So yeah, well, it's like the it's a I think it's the idea of in the of in the, uh, of in the NBA like same thing within the NFL. You know, if you're picking if you're picking a, a head coach for for head coach of the year every year, you know, you could look at a guy like Bill Belichick and say and say like, well, he leads the best team every year. He could do it. And I think you know, just because of LeBron's greatness, like I think a lot of people, I think you know, it just becomes like, I think it's just it just becomes like the idea of like, oh well, he's got to get an MVP and he's got to get one and he's got to get one. I mean, obviously, like Russ averages a triple double. That's awesome to see. Like this guy mm-hmm. does this. And unfortunately, I think you know, I and unfortunately, you know, I think you know, they kind of, everything kind of gets mismatched and, you know, LeBron kind of just gets left looking at it, at it. Like, like, dude, I'm an MVP candidate every year. Like what the hell? Right, right, right. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, But you know, with that kind of being said, uh, you know, I think it is officially time to say that we are down to the wire, which means that we're going to go through everything we talked about in this past episode. Uh, First of all, Mike, thank you so much for coming on again, man. I really do appreciate it. No problem, bro. No problem. it has been it has been an awesome episode to talk about your journey, what you know, what 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 you've done so far in your time here at Bryant, and what you are going to be doing at Robert Morris. Again, those guys do not know what is coming. I cannot wait for them. Uh, you know, before we maybe do sign off, is there an, is there kind of like a last message or something that you maybe want to send send to the Bryant faithful? Bryant, I mean, I wrote something when I entered the transfer portal, but like I appreciate everybody at Bryant and everybody who helped me throughout this journey. And it was just, it was just time for me to take the next step in my life and in my journey. And just, I always forever love y'all and appreciate the the love y'all gave me from the first game. And it was, it was, it was lit. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, You know, you know, you know, and the Brian faithful here is always going to respect what you did, what you did for us. Like you completely helped change this program. Uh, You know, obviously had one of the best, obviously it's helped us, you know, really kind of really kind of change our whole program around and you know you were a you were an instrumental piece in doing that so you know you know props off to you 100 percent 
Uh, but obviously we talked about, we talked with Mike about, about his career, you know, what he's doing, where he's going. Obviously he's going to Robert Morris next year. We wish him the best of luck there. He's going to kill it at Robert Morris. Uh, we talked about adversities faced. Uh, and we also talked and, you know, maybe all we also, you know, discussed, you know, the commitment of a D one athlete. And after, I, after it was all said and done, we talked some NBA, such as the Knicks play, such as the Knicks making the playoffs, uh, you know, the status of LeBron James and, and our thoughts uh, on whether on whether Carmelo uh, is a Hall of Famer. It's a consensus from both of us. It doesn't. E- it's not. E- it shouldn't even be discussed. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, if you guys haven't followed us on social media yet, uh, you can follow Down to the Wire on Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Uh, you know, like all those pages are in, uh, and you can access all that through the link in our bio in our Instagram. You can follow our Instagram at down dot to the wire again at down dot to the wire. Mike, thanks so much again for coming on, man. But from down to the wire, I'm Brian Costa. And this is Mike Green. If y'all need me, y'all could just follow me on Instagram at SwaggyMG3 underscore. On Twitter is SwaggyMG3, Snapchat SwaggyMG3. I'm, that's just the name. And I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we hope that you guys have an amazing night. And I will be back actually on Friday to deliver uh, – to deliver a, uh, a kind of a semester finale episode. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get a bunch of guests on. We're going to try to talk anything, anything that we, you know, d- we didn't talk today. We're going to be talking a little, maybe reviewing a little bit of the Kentucky Derby, going to be reviewing a little bit, uh, some NFL, some Aaron Rodgers, some Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, you know, saga, uh, going to be talking a lot about it on our next episode, but we hope that you guys have an amazing day. We will see you guys next time.